Hey everybody, welcome to Steel Wars. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And we are here to wish a merry, a happy, a joyous, a festive, a jovial May the 4th with our buddy from the Blue Harvest podcast, Horst Burkhart, who I just noticed is in the Millennium Falcon. Yep. Yep, it's sitting in the middle for some reason, you know. Ah, okay, yeah. That's the sort of thing that Harry would point out. Why is yeah. he in the middle? Well, that's a good question, Harry. He, um, yeah, he, he's calling out Galaxy's Edge for all those seats in the Falcon cockpit. Oh, really? That's funny. Why that's so funny. many? Why so many? Did you guys finish uh, watching Empire yet? I've been enjoying your uh, tweet along of his first time watching Empire. So, right, excellent. Um, and, and hey, everyone in the in the chat, we'll get to talking to you. Um, a bit of sizzle. I just got back from Carrie Fisher's uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was there with my little press hat. Wow, what a scoop. But um, no, I was behind a lot of people. Uh, but it was it was it was adorable. But we'll get to that because I have got. <laughs> You teased, you sizzled before we started that you had a, a story or two. Oh my stars! I, I thought I was seeing a, um, yeah, something very um, disturbing. But um, it is a star-studded affair. This tale, so we'll save that for later on. Um, so we're watching Empire Strikes Back. Harry is uh, four years old, and I've kept secret from him that Luke Skywalker's dad is Darth Vader. He knows the dad's Anakin Skywalker. He knows that Darth Vader was once good, but he didn't know that they were the same person, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so we start watching Empire Strikes Back because I, I sort of had to give a, a little bit of a shove because it's Return of the Jedi Week and they're showing in LA and other like hashtag blessed uh, places uh, Return of the Jedi. And so I was like, oh, like what, like this is maybe be the only opportunity for him to see it for the first time on a big screen. Mm -hmm. And especially I went and saw the, the whole original trilogy last week um, in the torturous seats of the El Capitan. Oh my ah, stars. I've heard those aren't comfortable. I've actually heard that before. Man, my like thighs hurt the next day. My buttocks were strained, whores. Sheesh. <laughs> um, and just seeing it on the big screen, it, it's so much more impactful than than watching it in your lounge room with all the toys and, and, and stuff. So I, I got to do it. And um, so I had to like sort of really push. I sort of said, oh, if you want to go to see Return of the Jedi, you have to watch this one first so you know what happens. But they're not going to show it again for a long time. So he's like, oh, yeah, let's watch it. So we watched it over two uh, days, a uh, little mini series event. So he, he gets to the point where it's like, I am your father. And do you know what he says to me? What? Absolutely nothing. I said, oh, what do you think about that? Yeah. It just didn't, it just didn't input on him at all it was the bizarrest thing he just no sold it 
Wow. No reaction. Just nothing. I did say I did see that you tweeted. He said he he liked that Boba Fett was in Empire because he's friends with Baby Yoda's dad. I like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he he wanted to know um about the space slug if he'd still be hungry. <laughs> That's cute. He's got a real um he's a big fan because we've got the little puppet up here. The little hand puppet that they did at Disneyland. Um I don't know, it must have been like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. No, no, probably longer. But, um, and so he loves that. And so when he sees it like in a picture or in the Lego game or whatever, it's all, it's it's the best. And um, so after the Millennium Falcon got away, he's like, will he be hungry? And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, why doesn't he eat rocks? Eat rocks, sluggy, eat rocks. That's pretty cute, buddy. Um, but, uh, what, have you done any, any, any special Star Wars week things Have you tonight, 400th episode of Blue Harvest. So that's a pretty special yeah. thing. Yeah. We got our live stream tonight for episode 400. Um, yesterday sort of leading into today, I played some streamed some Jedi survivor and then Will and I played some of the, um, Star Wars Fortnite event, which is very fun and very very cool um and then when 2 a.m rolled around i watched the first five of the vision shorts that's about as much as i could make through before i needed to go to bed and you're saying number five's a banger i well i thought they were all really good five was the standout for me it's my favorite of them all so far Ooh, really good okay i haven't seen any yet i i don't have like i'm not blazing with vision's hype you should be, cause oh really? Yeah, listen, buddy. Like the I like the fifth one, but the third and fourth one were they're they're all pretty good to really good, but like three, four, five back to back to back, really good, really good. Okay, I just I don't um just when something's a short story like that, I'm just like. Well, I'll say just, this. Just, 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 just pick the best one and do a, a whole series. I'll and I know this. that's not how it works. Yeah, I'll say this. So far, in my opinion, Volume 2 does a little bit jo- better job of doing like a like a self-contained story. You know what I mean? Where it feels like you feel satisfied after it. Like Ooh. there's one of them, like the second one afterwards, I was like, dang, I want to know what happens next though. But the other ones are pretty well self-contained and and fun and do a good job of giving you like a full story in their runtime. Okay. I think I might do it um tonight. Because tonight we are going Harry and I are fulfilling our destiny like his father before him and we're going to the Academy Museum Cinema or theater mm-hmm. to see uh Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, do you know what the Academy Cinema looks like? Is, I is don't. Is this like a known thing? All right. I have no idea. Um, what, what, do a bit of sizzling for your, um, for your show tonight while I get this up. So, tonight at 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, Will and I will be doing a live stream for our 400th episode. We'll be talking about visions and, you know, all the other stuff that's happened over the last week. Uh, and that'll be going on over on my Twitch channel, which is uh, twitch.tv slash blueharvestpod. So come hang out. 
Excellent. What time does that go to? Say that again. Uh, 7.30 Pacific, uh, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. Uh, mm, all right. I won't be able to join in. I'll be in Return of the Jedi, though. So I hope you can... Um, like, I feel like that's a good excuse. Oh, Hawes, why have you stopped? Hawes has stopped, everyone. You can't hear me? Oh, no, you just stopped for a second. Oh, weird. But you're um, back. It might be because of this guy. He might have knocked a cord or something. Damn um, it. Uh, yeah, it's totally cool. You're going to see Return of the Jedi with Harry. That's the perfect excuse. So that's the Academy Museum and that Death Star-looking chamber. Mm -hmm. That's the theater. Oh, that's cool. Is it an IMAX or something? No, it's just um, like it. Is, is, what does it look like to you just when you see it initially? Like a stadium, like a like a sport stadium of some sort. But d does it resemble a Death Star to you at all? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, well, the guy that designed it is very offended when anyone refers it to a Death Star. Oh, really? Well, yeah. that's all I'm going to refer to it as now. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show him. Yeah, so there's like a, a viewing deck at the top in that glass bit. And then the main chunk is like a really big theater where I'm a bit of a local there uh, of late. Um, was it last Saturday? No, the Saturday before. I've had a real Star Wars month. Um, I saw Ben Burt do a talk. Oh, yeah. There. For like two hours. Nice. Just showing all this stuff, exclusive, like like fan. He made like sci-fi fan films when he was a little kid. and Oh, and, and he showed those? Yeah, he showed little bits. and That's cool. He was like Buck Rogers in like a, like it was like Zap Brannigan or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, my stars. I, I really, um, I, I implore people that, like do the Star Wars celebration, get some old school heads like that in who, oh, like we were just captivated. It was, it was so, so good. And he's really funny. But, um, but today, right. Mm -hmm. um, I went to the Carrie Fisher Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, Walk of Fame deal, pause. Yep, and I hear you got a story. I'm I'm excited. I was actually right before we started. I was watching like Mark Hamill's speech and Billy Lord's speech. It was really nice. So there was a there was a few hundred, I don't know, maybe a thousand people there. I don't know. the The road was blocked off and stuff. And and because it rained today in LA, they had to have marquees up, which sort of made it hard to actually see their faces unless you lined it up perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, Mark Hamill said some nice words and uh, it was like like really nice story of meeting uh, Carrie Fisher and stuff. And But then Billy Lord came out and she's just the coolest. Mm -hmm. Like she's such like a, just a cool mix of like enthusiastic, funny, but cynical. Right. Like... Yeah, and and she just gave the the best speech about her mom and talked about how she went to um 
like Comic Con when she was just sort of working out what she was like and stuff. Oh, you watched the the mm-hmm. speech, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how blown away she was about like what she meant to people and how she'd helped so many people and stuff. And oh my god, I was there just just tearing up in the crowd amongst this. This guy behind me, there's this mm-hmm. Mandalorian that gets about on a like a motorized skateboard and he's playing his little sound clips to someone behind us and it's like Dude, right, vibe this, check. This 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 is not the way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well what did you think of the speeches? I thought they were really nice, man. <clears throat> um I saw that there was some sort of hubbub between Billy Lord and the rest of like Carrie Fisher's brothers and sisters this week. And I thought that was kind of silly, but you know, when it all comes down to it, I really liked hearing, you know, both the speeches. They were both really good. So behind the building, it's, it's sort of like it used like the Jimmy Kimmel entrance. Mm -hmm. And so behind there, there's all these like fences with like tarps over them and, and all the autograph hunters, which are all like, you know, they're resellers. Mm-hmm. Um, they sort of hang over the fence and try to get autographs for posters to sell on eBay and stuff. And they do this, like, it's just such a bizarre Hollywood thing. To look over the fence better, they bring little ladders, right? Mm-hmm. But then the regular guys, um, they're so savvy. They've got bike locks and they lock their ladder onto the fence so it's there for them when they come back the next day. So there's there's this alleyway with all these ladders bike Mm -hmm. locked to the fence, like a bike rack in France or something. It is. And, you know, get your autographs, whatever. But then there's these, like, people trying to film with their phones for TMZ or whatever. Right, right. And, um... Like Kathleen Kennedy's there and um, she's signing autographs over the fence. She signed for quite a while, I've got to say. And this bottom feeder from TMZ with a phone is yelling out, what do you think about Carrie's brother and sister not being invited? Do you, What do you think about it? And it's just like, she just kept saying it. And it's like, oh, my stars. That's classless. That's, that's trashy. I don't like it, hearing that. It's... It's the trashiest of the trash. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That is de- bottom feeder was the correct term to use there. Um, but yeah, the whole thing was beautiful. Um, you, again, you couldn't see much because the marquees because it, it rained. And Billy Lord, she's just the best guy. She really seems to love um, Star Wars. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's just so. Um, yeah, she's just got the just a good tone. So um, big ups to her and her speech was, um, it was so good. So as I like, I, I knew where the autograph people were going and I was like, well, I, I, I may have brought a, have you seen him sticker and a texter? Mm-hmm. And I was like, if there's a chance, you know, there's a chance. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I, I saw Kathleen Kennedy come out and she saw, and I think Mark Hamill went out this other entrance that <laughs> you couldn't, you know, so whatever, right? So I'm just like, okay, um, you know, that was that was awesome. I'm um, gonna go home and podcast with Hawes. 
And so Kathleen Kennedy gets um, like escorted away from the autograph people and into her car, which is actually the car is in the car park we're standing in. Mm-hmm. So then more people going up and trying to get autographs and stuff. And um, I thought it was a Tesla, but it was a Porsche that looked like a Tesla. So I'm not okay. sure what that sort of, but it looked like, it looked like she was chilling in the car. <laughs> right. And, and she like, like you watch Succession and they're always getting dro- driven around. And she, she's just driving by herself. Nice. Nice. Okay. Just, just a lady of the people. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to pull out of this car park. Um, and I'm walking down to where my car's parked. And we just happen to be going the same way, right? Mm-hmm. And she pulls into the street between the high school and Jimmy Kimmel. And it's, you know, quite congested. And then this car, like, pulls out in front of it, like a van is trying to get across the street, but just pulls out in front of her. So it's like she's blocked. Now, have you seen the movie Heat? Yes. This is a way you set up... Uh, a heist. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching it going, oh my God. Are the geeks and gamers about to jump out of this van? <laughs> is it Instead of J6, it's May the 4th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my stars, what's going to happen? But what did happen was the traffic moved and the truck got out of the way and she just drove. Um, but for a few seconds there, I was like, I might have to step in. Yeah, yeah. you could have been the hero of the day, buddy. <laughs> we'll be starting to see you in a whole lot more Star Wars stuff after you <laughs> save her from the van heist. So there you go. <laughs> nice. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so how are you going with this game? Oh, I love it, buddy. I haven't had as much time to, to mess around with it as I like, but it's very, very good. Beautiful, gorgeous game. Oh, God. Wow, that was very... Um, very enthusiastic. Yeah, oh, buddy, it's very good. All right. Billy Davis says it's, it's amazing. I um, you sent me like a, a like I wanted to watch the movie, mm-hmm. and it was like six hours. But that yeah. has to be the game. No, buddy, it's not that game. Uh, I'm estimating maybe forty hours to complete it. Like do everything. So right? there's six hours of cutscenes. Oh, uh, story content. I uh, definitely. No way. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I have something to tell you that I think you'll enjoy. So. Like when you're okay, so like you get on this main planet, right? It's called Kobo, and it's kind of like your hub for the rest, of, the rest of the game, 
where like there's a cantina you can go in and rest at you can get and, and there's these things called rumors you talk to people and they'll say hey i hear i heard you know this something's going on over there oh i heard there's an Ooh, old bit abandoned of, bit of space gossip yep and it opens up little side quests that aren't necessarily part of the main story so i get this one do right they involve, do they any of them involve nanobots so far no oh so thank, far no thank the maker um so I go to this one. This lady's like, uh, there's some prospectors that went into this cave. They never came back. And I'm too afraid to go check it out. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go check it out. And I go pause, and I'm looking. Pause puffs up his yeah, Jedi so, chest. I got this. And uh, I go in, I check it out. And you drop down into this pit. And there's a rancor down there. And he is very hard. Like I, I So it came out. Almost a week ago, I just now beat the Rancor last night. So why? So what's in the cave? Why are you going into the cave? To investigate what happened to the lost miners that were in there. This is like a mining planet. Okay. There's a, so they got eight, they got eaten by the Rancor, yeah? Yeah, that's the answer. So but, why didn't you just leave? Why'd you have to fight the Rancor? Because he's a Rancor. Well, yeah, I'm going to fight the Rancor. But your mission was just to find out how they got lost. Dumb. Well, and you also you also got to make it safe for people to go back in there, right? Just don't go in there. The <laughs> mines are not meant to be old mines. Okay, they're well, not safe. So he's really hard, right? <laughs> he's got this one move that just kills you instantly. I, I just he grabs you. you, play, you. I, I imagine you playing it tonight and just like God, oh, steals ruin the game. For why me. am I here? Why am I in here? But why, the whole why, point of why this. Why did I kill that rancor? The whole point of the story is. Um, so I'm I'm having a really hard time fighting him. I'm talking to some of my friends who managed to beat him. And my buddy Jeff goes, hey, have you noticed anything laying on the floor of the cave? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, yeah, see if you can't um, pick something up that's laying on the floor and throw it at the Rancor. And he won't specify what it is, right? So I go in there again, and sure enough, there's bones. And you know the scene when Luke uses the bone to wedge the the Rancor's mouth open? No, you no could... not aware of it, no. Okay, well, that happens in Return of the Jedi. You'll probably notice it when you go see it tonight. Oh, sweet. Um, you can grab those bones with the Force and throw them into his mouth, and he won't be able to chomp down. It'll get stuck. It's a little nod to Return of the Jedi. I loved it. I thought it was so neat. So you force a toothpick in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a horrible power when you think about it. It like really is, because like that's one of my um, like I fear that having like like I don't even know what lockjaw is, but it sounds mm -hmm. it brutal. sounds terrible, doesn't it? But getting something stuck like you'd imagine you could get like a toothpick or a chicken like a, a like a drumstick, mm -hmm. you could maybe get it wedged, and it's wedged in such a way that it won't come out, but you can't, ah, ah, mm -hmm. ah, mm -hmm. ah, ah, Yeah, that's exactly oh. what I did to that Rancor, buddy. Well, it's, exactly. It's cruel. Well, listen, he's a Rancor. Have we could have been friends. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy yet? No, it doesn't come out for everybody else until tonight slash tomorrow. Ah, okay. Is <clears throat> Is Do you it, want to it, tell everybody about the text I sent you? Very concerned. <laughs> no, I, no okay. I, I don't because it, it would lead too easily into a spoiler just okay. by how we talk. So, um, okay. But Hawes did send me a text. Very concerned. As soon as I <laughs> ah! saw that Steele got to see it, I was like, I got to text him about something. <laughs> um, 
Toro Calcan is not in it. But boy, he killed it in the offer. Oh, <laughs> he was he was great. He was great. Um, yeah. So this screening, I went and saw it. Um, El Capitan. Um, God, it was fun. The 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 detail that you see in the background on these films when it's because you're so like you know the scene mm-hmm. and you know the dialogue, but it's like the increased thing is just the like the image size just to see wall panels and mm-hmm. um d- did you know right mm-hmm. when Obi Wan finds Luke in that like that ravine thing on the rock wall behind him there's like rudimentary rectangles scraped into the wall i did not know that i have never noticed that until i saw your 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 tweet about it imagine me in the cinema oh (laughs) (laughs) everyone's Everyone's hanging out for that stormtrooper hitting his head and come on what did you do when R2 was behind the rock? And the, there's a few scenes I want to know what your reaction is in a packed theater for a Star Wars marathon. So R2 behind the rock, the CG rock. To be honest, it didn't even click. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, um, let was, me ask you this. I, I, I'll tell you something, though. Mm-hmm. I was thinking during that time about how... Um, because when you watch it on the screen, the the Tatooine sky in all the old footage, it's sort of like overcast mm-hmm. and the way it's exposed or something. It's sort of got this really sort of um, like alien haze in the sky. And then when it's whenever it's special edition, it's too like like magic hour sunset like the it's just it's too the clouds are like too defined compared to the old footage what were you gonna ask sorry um so i vividly remember you know going to see the original trilogy when the special editions came out because that's the first time i had a chance to see them in the theater um and I remember in every single one of them there being moments that the crowd laughed at that like i never considered funny as a kid like so for instance one that always sticks out to me is you know when the the jawa jumps out from behind the rock and shocks r2d2 and r2d2 and falls over i remember people laughing at that in the theater and thinking like guys he just shocked r2 what's so funny about that why are you guys laughing (laughs) mom no my mom was this was a richard burkhart thing and he was laughing I was like, oof, betrayal. I tell you what got a big laugh was that um, when Han Solo works out that, um, like, it clicks Mm -hmm. that they're brother and sister on Endor. Mm -hmm. That, like, that was a mega pop. But, um, God, that special edition footage, it just, it has not aged well. Even like the the Death Star attack stuff at the end. That 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 stuff's probably the most um, yeah, uh, like the best. But like the Tatooine stuff, just like at the time, it was so rad to watch because mm-hmm. you were just like new footage. But now it's just 
Oh, it, so like th- this one, I, I can definitely see what you would mean by like the approach to Moss Eisley. You know, yeah, like when yeah, they're yeah. coming in and there's like the Ronto and the all that stuff going on. Because you're watching it and you're getting reminded of, I you know, we didn't all see in 1977. I, I sure didn't. But it reminds you of your youth, right? Mm-hmm. And then this bit clicks in and it just reminds you of the late 90s. Like, like I've got, I'm, I'm a little boy and then I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm 22. It's, it's, it, it's just very jarring. But the Jabba the Hutt thing, oh, God bless it. It's so, <laughs> it's so amazingly bad. It's a perfect apex of good and bad. Dude, Boba Fett mean mugging right into the camera at the end of that scene is pretty rough. And I'm a Boba Fett guy, you know? It's It's pretty rough. You know what's funny? It was when I was a kid and that came out, right? So that came out in 97, right? So it would have been 14. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I knew they were reincorporating a scene that they had already shot that just didn't make it into the film and, you know, like use computer magic to paste um, uh, Jabba over the guy that was in the suit. I had no idea that Boba was an extra addition on top of it. I was like, I'll be damned. They had Uh, Boba in that scene back in 1976, and he didn't make it till the final cut. Look at my dude. I had no idea until years later. You thought he got bigsed? Mm-hmm. I sure did. Cammied. Um... Where is it? I just had it here. Here, here's um. I had to record this bit in the cinema. All right, you ready? Okay. Yep. We're we're off to the the, the Moss Eisley Cantina. Wait, wait. It was amazing to see it on the big screen. McClunky. Yeah. Yeah, what's what's even crazier to think about is that version is way different than the special edition version we saw back in the theaters in 97. With There's the bizarre some... little red. Bow, bow. He's nuts. How's um Steven Spielberg like it was in the, you know, the Twitter news that mm-hmm. he did some interview and he said he really regrets changing the uh Guns to walkie-talkies and yeah, in ET. ET, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, it's it's so weird. It's such a weird, like the Star Wars quagmire or something. Of like, he just kept making it more how he wanted it, which was worse to everyone else because we were in love with his imperfect version. Mm-hmm. And and it's like the longer he's around, like just on, on his last day, just edits in McClunky signed, yep. no edits, baby. <clears throat> to me, that's I love the George out the door being like, you know what I've always wanted to do? Get Ben Burt. Can we get McClunky in there before I sign this over to Disney? Can it's, we delay it, this meeting a couple of hours? It's akin to like you're selling a house. And on the day you hand over the keys, you like... Oh, this place is haunted. No, See no, ya. no. You, you do a, a, a giant bit of business in the toilet. 
and you don't <laughs> and, 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 and you don't flush it. Like you just like leave it there. It's like it was his last little Star Wars thing to do. It, like it's he's so bizarre. You know, I can't remember exactly, but when they put those, you know, so those versions all went up on Disney Plus when Disney Plus launched, right? That's when everybody discovered McClunky. That was right? McClunky Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Pablo was like, oh, I see everybody sees, you know, whatever version. Like, I think he called it the 2011 version or something. And I think it might have been something they were working on for a 3D release. Because remember the idea, like, they did Phantom Menace 3D, and they were going to do all the other movies in 3D. A clunky. So I think <laughs> it really was, like, some some very last-minute, like, they're working on these 3D versions that all, you know, got canceled besides Phantom Menace. What a unit. What a unit. Um, someone asked in the chat, um, where is it? Oh, here we go. Sam, uh, did you guys see the new Kenobi Funkos revealed today? Are you guys picking up any of them? Hawes, have you seen them? No, I haven't. Is there a uh, Ajax citizen? Um, is it Funko Kenobi? Let's see if that brings up news. Two hours ago? No. Oh, God. I... Is this? I don't know what's recent. I'm, I'm, I'm hating life now. <laughs> I, I never should have done this. Here, I'll oh, wait. Oh, I, I, actually, actually, actually. Text Corey. No, he texted me. Oh, okay. So, look at this. I only own um, Snoke Funkos, by the way. Yeah, I got out of the Funko game a couple of years ago. I kept, you know, a small selection. I don't really see myself, you know, diving in. Yeah, I really don't like them at all. Um but it's a great company and they've got a great headquarters store in Hollywood. Like I love going, like it's like a little theme park. Um, but uh, yeah, I've only got, I've got two Snokes because he, because he's Snoke. Oh, and they did like a holographic exclusive that they gave me. And so it was, it was, but it, Snoke translates to Funko pretty well. I feel like. Yeah. So I'm looking at these. Um, Corey is certainly excited because I see some some clone troopers here. Dude, check this one. Little Luke with T16. Okay, that's not half bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, ooh, uh, so they have the Vader. Like, you know, Vader with his helmet broken open from that scene. Um yeah, but Hawes, I wasn't on the set with Vader and his broken face. Yeah, I was so you on might the set need to... with yeah. Little Luke and his T sixteen at separate times. I never saw them together. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good one. You should probably get that one. And Little Luke translates pretty well to a Funko. I feel he like. does. He does. I would love. Um, yeah, if they did like a little black series or something, that'd be sick. That would be oh. sick. I saw at Target the other day, um, 
some Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary black series, and mm-hmm. they were on a vintage card with yeah, a they... blister. It was Gamorrean Guard, a Princess Leia Endor, and maybe a Lando Skiff Guard. They're all on the black card. God, they look good. Yeah, that's so you know they started doing those in 2017, right? Where they were reissuing Black Series for the 40th of A New Hope on like the vintage style cards with the bubbles and stuff. Uh, and I was all in. I got all of those, but when Empire Strikes Back rolled around, they did so many of them. Like it just became too much to keep up with. But they do look neat, and I'm that giant bubble. That yeah. giant bubble on the Gamorrean guard cracks me up so much. <laughs> You've mentioned that to me before. Mm-hmm. I don't like, know why. The um, but they look so much. Those new Black Series boxes are brutal. They are. You you know they're already stepping back on those. Have you heard that? Like people have complained so much about those windowless boxes that I think beginning next year. Um, they're going to be doing, um, going back to the old style with the window where you can see the figure. And I guess it's going to be using some kind of special plastic that's not as taxing on the environment is what I was reading. Cause you know, that was the whole idea behind getting mm. rid of that was plastic free packaging. I would have thought they would have done it like those exclusives where there was like a like you slip them a out, a flap or a flap, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but mm. those, um, the ones on the card, oh, they They're look real good. Good, and and it fits in with that whole theory about how Black Series is to scale of us grown up. Mm-hmm. Like you know how there's that thing of like it 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 it, it like it takes up the same amount of hand mm-hmm. that a three and three quarter. Oh, but I was. I was very, um, I was moved. I was moved. Yeah, I've had a couple of family members sending me pictures of Target displays for like the 40th Jedi stuff. Um, really? Like, yeah. Yeah, there's like not huge displays, like in cap displays with the 40th anniversary of Jedi logo and, you know, all the stuff laid out. And everybody's like, is there anything? Do you need anything from here? Mm-mm, nope, nope. Oh man, I I went to Target, a pretty big one the other day, to try to get Harry a new T-shirt for May the Fourth, and nothing, nothing. Like, like, oh no, they had like like two kids T-shirts in two sizes left, uh, and and then there was no like Star Wars display anywhere or in the toy section or anything like that. So, um. The um, God, it's a um, it's a bummer they didn't do a, a wider release of that Return of the Jedi thing. I know, just, man. Just speaking about May the Fourth, like, like if they did just five million, like on that, you know, hardly any cinemas, like it would have been such a good, um, like, just like a thing for people to go do. That, that they really should be encouraging that sort of because you know you go that even if you go by yourself, you might like meet other people that are in, like it sort of breeds more star wars fans when you're exposed to the culture and the like the costumes and all that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. it, it, i don't know I, I feel like they should show at least one of the movies 
like every May the fourth week. Like, give give people something to go do, and like a like a group experience. That's I I loved all the cheering and the mm-hmm. and the even the like the kids ask. You know, you could hear kids asking questions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, good form. Yeah, I. Uh... It's crazy to think that they did do five million and with as a, as limited as it was, and so it would be really fascinating to, you know, see what a, a wider one would have done. Yeah, well, I haven't heard many stories of people um, going. Uh, oh, Halls just sent me the little end cap thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everyone I hear from seems to say that there's there was like lots of people in the in the audience but they when they because they did one day where they showed the whole trilogy and it actually which was really cool by return like it was like i don't know like three fifths full for star wars and empire but return of the jedi was like like sort of 90 percent full and uh yeah god it was good god that's cool yeah i i would have i would have liked to check it out but not in the cards. Not in the cards. Not in the cards. Not in the cards. Hey, um, this Damon Lindelof thing. Oof. What? Why oof? <sighs> I'm, I've got complicated feelings about it. Really? You know, I'm a big okay. Damon Lindelof guy. Like, Lost is my favorite show of all time. So, so the, the the report is that, um, like, I I always find it weird. Like, I found it weird that they're like actually saying the actress that right. He, he wanted Helen Mirren to play uh, an elderly old, Ray. Elderly Ray. Now which, listen. Like how? Um, yeah, go. I was pretty bummed to hear that he wasn't on it anymore. Because Damon Lindelof, like, I don't know a lot of directors and writers, right? I'm not that guy. But Damon Lindelof is someone I've kind of wanted to be involved with Star Wars since J.J. signed on for the first movie. I remember thinking, like, oh, I wonder if he'll ah. get Damon Lindelof to write it, right? J.J. Abrams was there today. Oh, nice. Um, so, I was pretty bummed when, you know, he's like, most of these, oh, this person is making a Star Wars oh, now they're not making a Star Wars announcements, haven't really bummed me out. Like the Game of Thrones guys, good riddance. Damon Lindelof bummed me out. But I got to tell you, I have not turned around on an idea more than when I read that report that it was going to be an elderly Ray played by Helen Mirren. No disrespect to Helen Mirren. I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea one bit. I think it repeats the same thing that was an unfortunate downside to the sequel trilogy, which was George never got around to telling the post-Jedi story until, you know, the main characters, the actors that played the main characters were, you know, uh, quite a bit older. Mm. Um, And why repeat that when you have Daisy Ridley there and you can tell that story with Daisy Ridley and you don't have to set it decades later. You can do 15 years. Like, I, (gasps) who is that? Hello? Hey, buddy. Who's that? This is our new little friend. I love him. This is Max. Hello, Max. He's a little rescue Persian. Oh, my 
goodness. Look at that guy. Yeah, I hadn't um I haven't really um I hadn't told you about little Max, but uh Well, he made himself known. Hey buddy. I um I I I'm still waiting to get the right photo of us. So I gotcha. Um, that's I why gotcha. I haven't hit uh the, the all important I've got a cat announcement post. But look at him, little grumpy. Oh my goodness, I love that guy. And he was a bit standoffish on the first night, but now he's he's clearly warming right up. He's yeah, he's um warming us up in bed and stuff, so he's a little champ. What is um how old is he? How old is Max? Do well, they they're, know? they're not they're not sure. About four. Okay. Okay. Still a young guy. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right, there's a lot lots of comments about Max. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. he's trending in the chat. Hey Walter, come here. You gotta meet Max. I like this one. I want to treasure that horse reaction forever. Sorry, I just I I couldn't help it. Um Emily says she saw Jackie's pics, but wasn't sure if she was a foster or a permanent pet. No, no. He's um yeah, like a like we adopted him from uh I've got to get all the terminology. Um yeah, so little Max. So that his name already was Max and we didn't want to confuse like, him mess with his head so mm-hmm. um he, he's a little max rebo oh perfect mm. and he's quite mesmerized with the bright lights of the nice so i've got a shadow a cat shadow on my face at the moment <laughs> the bat signal um but yeah back to this uh damon lindelof thing i'm the same as you love him Love Lost, loved um, Watchmen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I like I, I I like him, like in interviews and stuff, and um like when he had that interview that me and Corey talked about the other day, where he's like I got asked to leave Star Wars. You know, it's it's all really sad, but he he did sort of say he'd give it another go, and I'm, yeah, I'm not- it didn't sound like it was on the worst terms, right? Like. Yeah, but always when I'm like that, is it like, is that how it is? Or does is he just like... Playing the game, right? Like it doesn't mean he's lying, mm-hmm. but he could be. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. just, you know, making it a sweeter than it, um, it would be. Because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure um, Phil Lloyd and uh, Chris Oh, we got to trust about that. Yeah, they, they, they would have a, a diff... They might talk about it not as glowingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to jump forward, like one of the big, like you know, whether you're right or wrong about it, but like one of the grievances with the sequel trilogy was it exactly didn't, it didn't focus on those characters, and to just like, but now you've got a new set of fans that are in love with this character, and then you're going to do the same thing again. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, it, it to me it seems like it would repeat an issue. A lot of people like I like the sequel trilogy. You know, I think they did okay with those characters. But would I have like as a kid? Would I have loved to see a sequel trilogy set fifteen years after Return of the Jedi? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would much rather see a story about Rey fifteen years after Episode Nine versus sixty. We can cross that bridge when we get to it, but we don't need to make that jump now. I don't think, you know. Um, 
And like Daisy Ridley's so awesome. Like if she's willing to come back, why not do that? It was very confusing. Like that whole concept was very confusing to me. Yeah. Well, you know, like the, the, the creative process is mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't really like, I'm not, I'm not conjuring up Star Wars. I, I, I can, I feel like I can fix them. But, <laughs> but can't, can't make, make them. Can't make right. them up. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's the story he had in his head that, you know, he wanted to write about. So, but like, yeah, you got to go, bro. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and I, like I said, I've never turned around because I was legitimately bummed. I was like, dang, this one actually sucks. Like, uh, but yeah, when I heard that, I was like, well, maybe it doesn't suck after all. And like, you know, obviously we're not in the meetings and, and the talks about this. But given the timeline as we saw it, right, through rumors and everything, like Damon Lindelof's not working on it anymore. That story came out like less than a month before Celebration, right? Mm -hmm. And then Celebration comes out like clearly they course corrected with that concept pretty quickly. Mm. Plus, you know, we, we don't ever really know the timeline of, when this stuff happens versus when we hear about it, right? So he could have been let go a month or two months by the time we heard it. Uh, I think it was like a, a maybe two weeks before that he did interviews where he was like, "Ah, eh, it's go- we'll see how it goes." That yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can handle the burden or mm-hmm. like I'm working on it, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. Um, but, uh- yeah, I, I know some of the word was um, the script actually wasn't that good, but that's all. Like, people that's find- subjective, right? That's yeah. Like, it's I, I like like I hear uh, things like that, like just things amongst people, and and so often it's like, well, the person that told you is skewed this right. way. Right now. That being said, if I had the opportunity to read that script and just see what was going on, I'll take it immediately, buddy. I'm I'm fascinated, but I, I don't want that movie. Down the road, sure, but not I think you you gotta use Daisy Ridley's so good, man. Don't Yeah. You gotta use that opportunity. But just from a like a like a cash, a safe bet, like Well <laughs> also Talking about timelines, when was it that Daisy Ridley was visiting Lucasfilm and she was like, oh, I just went to see some friends and have lunch. Mm, mm, Okay, okay. Well, we'll see what you say about that when you're on stage at Star Star Wars Celebration in a few months, Miss Ridley. If Halls was there, how was the lunch? (laughs) No, come on. I'd be like, hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Yeah, so that's... uh... Oh, Damon. See you, buddy. Gotta go, bro. I need my Daisy Ridley. Oh, you know what I'm endlessly fascinated about is Kathleen Kennedy's... I mean, I don't know how to put it, right? Like, I'm not trying to come off as... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Like a laser-eyed YouTuber here, but Kathleen Kennedy's sort of lying about Kevin Feige's movie. Oh, ooh, that one's fascinating to me, buddy. Ooh, that's juicy. That is, it's... Because, so, so like, you know, Celebration's going on, and I was like, ooh, I want to record with, well, I'll record with King Tom, get an extra episode out, just talk about the movie announcements. And he was like, did you hear that she said, oh, that was just fandom talk, there was nothing official. And I was, like, on the recording, you can hear us both going, I don't think that's true. I feel like I read something on StarWars.com about it. And I was like, that's, mm, I think she might be trying to pull a quick one on us with this. And then, like, I saw Aubrey post a clip from the Star Wars show where yeah, they're talking yeah, yeah. about Kevin Feige signed off for a Star Wars movie. <laughs> and now, I guess the Russo brothers, you know, the guys that did Endgame and Infinity War, uh-huh. said they were in talks to direct that Star Wars movie and stuff. Mm, this is juicy. I want to know what's going on behind there. There's something juicy. Yeah, I it's like that's what, like what goes on in her life. I was mm-hmm. fascinated if she got in the in and out line, but she didn't. Oh man, I would Cause, love cause, to know what Kathleen Kennedy's in and out order is. Well, they're all the same, aren't they? Well, there's all that secret. There's all that secret menu stuff you can. You know. I reckon she's ordering the eleven thirty eight or something. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> the um, Miss Kennedy's here. Get it ready. Uh yeah, that is such a bizarre thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, does that what she think? Like, does she like what is she doing? Like, I, I don't like I like like how aware like does she remember that? Like, I don't, buddy. That's what it's, why it's fascinating to me because I don't feel like she makes a habit of being sort of misleading about that sort of thing, right? Like, she seems pretty upfront. If they they're like, hey, what happened with this? She'd be like, yeah, it just didn't work out. But to straight up say, oh, that was never a thing. It was all fandom chatter when clearly it was a thing. And, and like, because, you know, there were all, all these rumors about the people that were writing the movie. And now we're hearing about people that were in talks to direct the movie. Was that a Chappic thing? Yeah, I was, about to, chap- I was about to ask the whole, that was, is that time out with that? Like, mm, I think it might. I think it might. Interesting. When was that? Uh, it's hard to say. But yeah, it, it could very well been been old Bob Chapstick. Chapo. Um, yeah, Billy, Billy just said it in chat. They announced it on the Star Wars show with Anthony and Andy. They sure did. I saw the clip going around on Twitter, and I was like, ooh, I knew I wasn't misremembering. I knew that was more official than just fandom chatter. Should have I asked it? Why are you gatekeeping whore? I mean, not, why are you gaslighting whores? Mm-mm, don't bring my name into it. I don't need her having that that kind of association with my name. Just be like, hey, uh, what's happening? It looks like when you saved her from those dudes in the van. Be like, hey, I, I just did you a solid. I need to ask you a question. <laughs> it, it does look like you're sitting on top of the hyperspace poles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not very comfortable. <laughs> That's the things we do for podcasting, though. Um, all right. Well, I, I, I'm gonna. Uh, you got what else is going on, Hawes? I'm. I'm gonna Google because this is still like a. 
I didn't really have much of a plan apart from well, just, uh, talking <coughs> about my my day and and uh, made it for Star Wars. But I'm I'm gonna go into Star Wars news on Google. Okay, I don't think there's a ton. Um, you know, Visions is rad so far of what I've seen. After we wrap up here, I'm gonna go watch the other one so I can talk about it with Will tonight. You teased something to me through text message. Oh. Speaking of Star Wars movies that never happened in their original form, and I have been dying. I was like, you got it. I was like, I'm so fascinated. You have to tell me. And you sent me an old school 1998 winky emoji, like with the punctuation marks, and we're like, we'll talk about it on the pod. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not too into the emojis. I, I like just the winky face old mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was talking to someone that um, was privy to seeing both sets of footage for Solo. Mm-hmm. The Phil Lord and Christopher Miller version, and obviously the one we got. Yeah, and he said that the way they film it, they film like sort of like every reaction. Why is my voice coming through then, Horse? What are you doing? I'm not sure. I was pulling it up on my phone to give, give the live stream a like. My bad. Ah, okay. That's why I could hear, my, and it's just terrible. Like I, I feel bad for everyone having to listen to me. Um, but yes. So he said that the um, they would film like every reaction, and and how they make the film is that it's in the editing. Like like so they they sort of like now give Filmed us this. Whole- like, oh, now, get, like now do it like this, now do it like this. And they're going to like craft it in the editing. But when you're watching the dailies of it, it's just like, what is this? Like, it's just, it, it's nonsensical. Uh, you know what? I feel like I heard something similar related to that. Um, I can't remember the exact context of it, but it was something about like, they spent a whole lot of time filming stuff that didn't matter essentially right Mm -hmm. and like it wasn't necessarily the most efficient way to make a movie yeah and it was sort of like now do it funny now do it scared like Mm -hmm. now like and and then they just like their style is they'll you know do a lot of editing and um apparently that was very frightening (laughs) i can imagine like not being able to see like not get a good idea of what the final product is based on the footage that's coming in every day, right? Yeah, and and that's like, I remember hearing that some of the actors felt like they didn't have, like it was confusing. There wasn't much direction. Mm -hmm. Like it was hard to really be focused on the characters sort of thing. So, So there you go. Did he have any insight, or she, whoever this person was, have any insight into how much of the footage in the final product was theirs versus Ron Howard? Oh, he, he said, and I quote, they made it twice. Oh, so they made the whole movie twice. Yeah, which I don't think they actually did, but... um, Probably like, close. Probably pretty close. Yeah, I, I... Yeah, I don't know if they... I think they started doing that car chase. They, they did the car chase before mm-hmm. Ron Howard was there, yeah? Yeah, there was the, we know of some stuff for sure that was at least attempted to be shot before they were there. 
Um, I think there's a scene in Solo where I think you can have obvious, like see obvious difference between the two footages. And it's the scene when Han is talking to Beckett on Membam, like before he's joined their crew, when he's trying to like call them out for not really being Imperials. Mm-hmm. Like, so it cuts, it's, so it's Han talking, then it cuts to Woody Harrelson, and then it cuts back to Han, and his hair is different. It is, and not just, like, a little different, it's a lot different. And I think that's one of the things that was maybe spliced between the two versions. Um, Interesting. I wish I could, like, I wish I had that exact scene on hand, but, you know, like... Okay, I'm, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. They let you in the vaults. You can watch the the other footage of Solo, or you can read Damon Lindelof's Star Wars. Damon Lindelof's script. Oof, love it. Me too. Yeah, because this is the thing. I feel like if they were like, okay, well, here's all the uh, Lego guys uh, Solo, based on what you said and and stuff that I've read before, I have a feeling it would be like three hours of watching Alden Ehrenreich go, huh, hmm. Like, just make different reactions over and over. Damon Lindelof's script, that is like, that is the holy grail, just to be able to know, like, wow, this really was a bad idea, or dang, that could have been cool, you know? Mm. You know um, that Alden Ehrenreich, he, uh, if it wasn't for Star Wars, he would probably have been my neighbor. Really? Really? Yeah, in in our house that we lived at beforehand, like like a, two years ago, he lived next door to it. But then he moved out because he got that Star Wars check. I think that's why he moved out. But mm-hmm. um, man, yeah. wouldn't that yeah. have led to some interesting conversations? Oh, buddy, I would have been doing the the heist. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us and about I, the other movie. I watched it not too long ago. It's um, it's good fun. It's, it's it's fun, but it's low impact as well. Like you know what I mean. Like it is fun. There are, there are certain sections of that movie I think are really good, um, and I think it's it's fun to watch. But it's one that I don't find myself wanting to revisit all that often either. You know, mm. the last time I watched it, it had been quite a while since I watched it, and that's normally not the case with a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's almost like I see it as a Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. I can like, kind of see that. And and, and partly because it's so referency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still hate how he gets the last name Solo. I think that's oh, goofy as hell. It's terrible. Hmm. Han Solo. Okay. All right. And, and All it's, right. I don't, it's just so lame. Like, mm-hmm. it's like... You don't have to explore oh, Burkhart. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah, they don't. There's no. That's. Of all the things I would have wanted to see in a Han, a young Han Solo movie. Like, yeah, the castle run. Cool. How he meets Chewie. Awesome. Uh, how he meets Lando. Gets the Falcon. All those things I think are really cool. What pun defined his name? No, not, not that interested. No, not no, that. No. In, I don't need that explained. I don't need his last name explained. Andy Bell says, I love that film. Just when they turn the lights on, it is it is dark. <coughs> Some of it is pretty dark. <coughs> <laughs> Sean Hoffman, Din Han. I... He got, he, that's a good one, buddy. 
I um when people are like upset about that or like it's like this thing it's like you're making you're missing the bigger picture about this show <laughs> who cares about the name um, um Supersaurus Rex says George Lucas wrote that line you can't convince me otherwise oh. it, it reeks of what's his name that 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 young Kasdan Oh like, yeah, like, kind of does. Doesn't look how it? smart and witty I am. Reference, I'll say this: reference, reference. So, you know, the one thing they have attributed to George on that movie, because I guess he was there on the day they were filming the scene between Kira and Han in like Lando's cape room, and George suggested that he take the ha- the the cape from Kira and like reach behind him like he's going to hang it up, but just drop it on the floor. That's good. Like, way to go, George. That's a good ah. suggestion. That's a nice, nice little piece for him to add there. Still got it. Mm-hmm. Still got it. Um, all right. Anything else going on? Not that I can really think of. Uh, oh, ooh. actually. Oh, sorry. There you go. I was going to say uh, Boba Fett fanclub.com always do uh, what Boba Fett stuff is on sale for May the 4th. I haven't checked that out yet. We'll see. Well, this is interesting. As a little story I saw um, on Empire. I think they've got... Um, why are they doing this Star Wars interview in Empire? Ray returns, Jedi Jude Law, Thrawn Talks, Andor Season 2. 20-page of interviews with the galaxy's biggest players. Mm. So it's actually Secret Invasion is the cover. So... Disney's doing very well out of this Empire magazine over in uh, in England. But um, Kathleen Kennedy has got a little interview in it. And I've got to get up. Okay. Now it's a question of when those three upcoming movies are expected to arrive. And as Kennedy tells Empire, that's simply a case of when they're ready. I've often brought up Bond, Kennedy tells us at Star Wars Celebration. That's every three or four years, and there wasn't this pressure to feel like you had to have a movie every year. I feel like that was very important to Star Wars. We have to inventize it. The simple answer is nothing is likely to hit multiplexes until at least 2025. Um, It's much better to tell the truth, she says, that we're going to make these movies when they're ready to be made and release them when they're ready to be released. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon one will be ready by 2025. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think there's. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot riding on the fact that that one comes out then. But I do like um, the event tizing. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not that into Marvel, but I feel like those films come out and it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. like like I, I listen to the Sith list. And it doesn't seem like a new Marvel film is like, you know, it's maybe a 10 minute discussion and then it's on to like, it's not like this mm-hmm. giant, like, a, like a, a new Star Wars film should be like a shockwave. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I felt like it was that way for a long time with Marvel and, you know, I think it's, it's definitely died down. Um, I, I granted, I do see quite a bit of hype for Guardians Three, um, so that you know, that's that's a different circumstance. Like those, yeah. But I just feel like 
I don't I uh, I don't know. I feel like they've also like lost their way with the merchandising and all that. But you know, in those first um like three movie years, like it was there was like there was this year build up. Mm-hmm. You know, like trailer, bit of merch, another thing. Like it it really built up. And then when Solo came out, like, you know, whatever it was, five months after The Last Jedi, like I remember like I went to the premiere and I was still just like, this is coming to, like, I'm not, I'm not salivating. Right. Like everything feels rushed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I even, I, I feel like once a year was, that's the peak. Like, like it. Yeah. I, now listen, I agree about it needing to be like a big event. To me, that's once a year. For me personally, once a year, I can get real hyped. Real hyped for a Star Wars movie once a year. Especially since it's been so long. Um, You know, obviously, if they're going to do one a year, it's going to... I mean, like, I I don't know how they do that besides having to do a release date besides in December. Because they're not going to compete with those Avatar movies if... If, and I think this is a big if, those Avatar movies come out when they are scheduled to, you know. Mm. Um, that still kind of remains to be seen, I think. Every 18 months. 18 months would be cool. Because then you could bounce, like, December, Christmas, May. Summer. Christmas. The yeah. next, like, not the very next Christmas, but the Christmas after that. And, yeah, I think that would be fine. I saw... An interview or an insider. It wasn't an in- interview. They didn't directly say this. So you always got to be careful, you know, with what you take as gospel from one of those that said that the Ray movie, they're planning for 2025 and tentatively planning on the Dave Filoni movie being in 2026. I don't know about all that. I don't know all about, about all that because, once again, 2026 is an Avatar year. So it wouldn't be in December. It would not be in December. And I don't know that they should or would be doing uh, one like the May after that, right? Like that wouldn't make a ton of sense to me. And then there was something about Taika Waititi saying he expects to shoot his movie next year. I couldn't find any clarity on that. I saw something like that, and it's like, what are you going on about? <laughs> like, wait, what, wait, wait, who is this that's coming in out of nowhere? I'd, I'd already abandoned your project. Yeah, where was that that I saw that? I'm going to see if I can't find it. And then I saw people like arguing in the comments being like, oh, this sounds like a misquote or I don't know. So who knows, man? All I know is that Kevin Feige was certainly working on a Star Wars movie and that shit was official. Yeah. It's that, that, it's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. I should have knocked on a little Porsche window. Hey, can I ask you something real quick? It's gone to the truck driver. Hold it there, mate. <laughs> Man. I um I should have jumped in and just said, "Listen, I can help." I mean, just just hear me out. <laughs> I know I've jumped in your car in a Hollywood alley, but come on. Come on. Hear hear what I got to say, okay? <laughs> Just one second. Um, all right, Hawes. Um, 
Give us the sizzle on tonight. How do we... Uh... So, <clears throat> at 7.30 Pacific, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern, my buddy Will and I will be live... <laughs> <laughs> live streaming that one Sorry. got me no it got me supersaurus rex has commented here comes taika with the steel chair um oh my god <laughs> we'll be live streaming our 400th episode on our eight-year anniversary we've been doing blue harvest for eight years as of today we'll be talking about visions probably some survivor you know all this other stuff um and you know taking voicemails and emails uh, that'll be at twitch.tv slash blue harvest pod or you can go to blueharvest.rocks for all the other links, social medias and stuff. How long are you going to go for on the stream? It's tough to say, buddy. I'm thinking it could be an hour and a half, two hours, depending on, you know, because we got nine shorts to talk about, voicemails, emails, a little new boot goofing here and there. We'll see how it goes. Interesting. All right. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see if it's still going when I come out. Okay. I can give you... um some spoilers for return of the jedi yeah what, what what did you think of all the um have you seen all the marvel ripoffs where it's like edited in the cinema and it's like boba fett will return yeah the first one i got, got a, a chuckle out of me where it was his hand popping out of the sand from book of boba fett and yeah. then i was like guys 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 don't do this to me i like the one that was like max rebo will return now that one's funny um, hey I was talking to this guy on Twitter the other day. Mm -hmm. he, he was in that bar with Max Rebo on um, Book of Boba Fett. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he it was. I don't, I don't know us us backgrounders. You know, we all mingle. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how it came up. I think I was like gushing about something about life on Kenobi, um, as I'm prone to do every two weeks or so. Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Oh, I was in." Um, that bar and it was like he used to saying how he was just mind blown like max rebo's here like it's like that, that, that's a good secret yeah man that's max, cool max rebo um, lives oh did you see tamora morrison's comments about that she went, <laughs> what is that noise i just hey i was just happy to see that he recognized my disappointment as well but I think people also took it out of context because I watched the clip from like the Q and A he did. Oh, there was like, a video clip. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you. But he's like being Timora Morrison about it. You know what I mean? Where he's like joking and laughing. It's not like he's angry, which is what a lot of people sort of tried to um, spin it as. But when he was like, I feel like he kind of came and stole two of my episodes. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like he's um. In wrestling, they call it ribbing on the square. Mm -hmm. Like he's joking about it. But he's being honest too. But he's actually annoyed. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's, oh, he's, no, he's, I don't think yeah. he, he's not annoyed or a little bummed about it. But like, I think he's also being as good natured about it as he can be. Yeah, right? I, we, we talked about this on the, on the show we did with Corey last week. So if you're not up to speed, it was like an Australian Comic Con or something. He like mentioned how because of budget cuts at Disney, he wasn't... Did he say he just didn't hear back from them? Because that is... Well, he said that he was under the impression that he was going to be a Mandalorian season three, but never got the call, right? He said he never mm. got the call. Um, 
which is a bummer. But, you know, there, I mean, there's clearly been a lot of stuff going on at Disney with the shakeup and leadership and all the the layoffs, which are, in my opinion, a bit ridiculous considering, you know, um, how much money that company brings in. That's neither here nor there. But um, it, it would make sense. Like, I, I it makes sense. Doesn't make me any happier about it. It doesn't. You know, it's not the explanation that I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, um, it's nice to be validated, though. It is. It is because I'll tell you, buddy. People in my personal life looked at me like I was insane when I was like, guys, I've been waiting for this show all my life. And they took two episodes away from Boba Fett. And like, you know, people that aren't as ingrained in Star Wars as, as some of us might be would look at me like I was insane and be like, but they were really good episodes. I was like, that's besides the point. I don't even necessarily agree with that, but it's besides the point. The point is that they took two whole episodes away from Boba Fett in his own damn show. It was nice to get a little backup on that from the man himself. You let me meet Timora. I'm going to have a chat with him. I'll be like, I hear you, buddy. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Um, oh, wait. I just had something about the Timora thing. Oh, they're... um. Because they're all strike, you know, the writers strike. Mm -hmm. So they're all like, because I live around all the studio. There's a studio at the end of my street, um, uh, and so they're all protesting. And so I, you know, as you know, I um, do background work, Ajax Citizen style. Mm -hmm. um, was on the last Succession, by the way. It was the last ep. Uh, so I got to text my mom. She's been blowing me up every week. Is this the episode steals in? Yeah, I've got to get a, a pause of it off, like an actual frame grab, and um, it's it's very like it's 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 like very scant. Okay. Like it's it. I, I'm glad I got more than that in um in Obi One, <laughs> but so it's super ironic because I can't go to work anymore, right? Because these writers can't write. But my job is not being allowed to say those words. Anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about because I remember the last strike because it happened during the fourth season of Lost, right? Remember, that's the season of Lost that's quite a bit shorter because mm -hmm. the strike happened mid-season. And so, like, it, it made for a shorter season. Um, but I, I it, what was that, back in 2007, right? Yeah, I think it was the last time they did a strike. Yeah, and it and it just like destroyed heroes. Heroes yeah. never recovered. Sure didn't. I've I've got this. I've got something to talk about, and I it's it's, it's if I I'm sure as soon as I stop the stream, it will come back. It, to oh, me. you don't remember it? Jeez. Um, strike oh. Timora. Is it Timora related? Timora Morrison related? Is it Solo related? Is it Kathleen Kennedy? Kevin Feige's movie. I'm trying to shake the box and get the idea to come oh, back out. I think it's Mandalorian related. Mandalorian related. Is it Din Grogu? Is it season three? Is it the next wait, season? Wait, wait, wait. It, I feel like it's got something to do with Grogu, but I'm not sure. Okay, okay. 
Grogu Dead. being in, in season three. Grogu going back to Din so quickly. Oh, I know exactly what it is, Steel. And I don't know that I want to stir this pot. I, I know what it is. Do you what want me to it? go ahead? It's the fact that that new Star Wars timeline book came out and said that Mandalorian season two and Book of Boba Fett take place in the same year. It might be. I don't think it is. Okay, okay. But that's crazy. <laughs> and I, I, I was so I was discussing this on Twitter with someone last like I posted something and then these two people just started disagreeing with me mm-hmm. that um Favreau didn't clarify that he was talking about like the time that between the episodes Mm-hmm. That's the time in Star Wars that they were away. So it's real time. Right. And this guy's arguing with me, right? Saying, no, he's saying that's when the shows came out. And I'm like, so are you implying that he's saying the shows came out when the shows came out in real time? What other time could they come out in? Like, what are you doing? Like, like, can you not follow a basic conversation? And he could, he could not. But, but he enough. was saying, he's like, he's talking about when the shows came out in real time. And I'm like, how could they not come out in real Like, what else are you going to say? Like, the shows came out in real time. He's saying comparatively to the story, like, hey, when, when did the seasons come out? Oh, they came out when they came out in real time. What? that makes no sense that's crazy talk that's crazy talk you encountered a crazy person buddy um so i i pulled a quote for you real quick unrelated so this is from a deadline article now i specify this because deadline like i think it's fair to say they have a little more reliability right than say like you know any other place you might they're an actual like hollywood trade or whatever yeah, well, they're like it's like variety, and like once it's like in that league, it's like right. Uh, it's it's as close to, it's as close as to being official as possible, right? Like for for lack of a better term. Uh, so I, they, I, I, can I just step in? I can't handle it when people say, "I don't believe it's official till I read it on StarWars.com." Right. It's like, right. Well, well what about the Star Wars show? Yeah. They said it. <laughs> All right. So this is about Taika Waititi, right? And it's an article about his next movie that's coming out or that he's going to direct. And it says, after directing Marvel's Thor Love and Thunder, which bowed in July, Waititi was weighing a number of options for his next film, including his anticipated Star Wars movie at Lucasfilm. He ultimately landed on Clara and the Sun, and once a deal closes, likely would make it his next film. As for Star Wars, insiders say he is still excited about the project and committed to direct it next year. Yeah, I don't know. I Did you watch that Thor movie? No, I haven't seen the newest one. I'm so far far behind on Marvel stuff. I'm slowly getting... I watched The Eternals, and I split it up into four different viewings like it was a Disney Plus show, and it was bad, bro. Woo! Bad. Woo! Bad. Bad. Um, Yeah, it was like... Like, 
like I really like him and mm-hmm. and and and, and uh, that third Thor, Thor movie, but that that fourth one was just like, oh no, you need to not like it, like it's Wonder Woman two territory. Ooh, ooh, oof. And the tone of it is so odd because it's it's just joke, 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 joke. Mm-hmm. And then it's like spoilers, but like so, it's just joke, joke, joke. Like the worst situation, joke, 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 joke. Uh, like Thor's never worried about anything. Joke, 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 joke. Natalie Portman's got cancer. Joke, 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 joke. Back to Natalie Portman. Like it's just... it's a little tonally all over the place. Yeah, that is weird. And 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 you know, being familiar with the storyline from the comics, I did wonder how that was going to play out. Given that in the story in the comics, that's a pretty heavy storyline, you know. But yeah, it's more that it was just so jokey. Like there's never any like stakes mm-hmm. around, which is um. Oh, okay. Here we go. Eric Elliott says, I'm also a fan of Wonder Woman 84 and Thor Love and Thunder. There right you go. on. Then those work for you. Yeah. I thought, like, the Wonder Woman had good performances and stuff, but just the whole conceit of, like, how the plot. Like, I, I'll be the, honest. The, the, I the, watched the, it. The, like, Chris Pine's just there because of a wish. Or, like, it's. I watched it and don't remember much about it at all it didn't make much of an impact pedro pascal was he was pretty i remember maxwell lord being pretty pretty good in that and and she's great at wonder woman it was just the whole why is chris pine here like like i i that it jumped it jumped the invisible shark for me (laughs) nice i wish i could remember the thing i wanted to complain about because it was a complaint grogu it wasn't the timelines book. That is nuts, though. Like, that should be nailed down. If you're filling in a gap between two movies, like, it should be... It shouldn't be hard to find out when it all took place. And, like, when you're making a book about that. Yeah, yeah. A book and, called Timelines. Yeah, like I know. I think there was some, maybe some Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. I, I didn't like. I don't really care that enough about the book to like delve into it. But like to to get the time it took that they were apart wrong by ninety percent. It's a, there's a ninety percent difference or something. Like, is it? Yeah, I mean, is it two months or two years. I wonder if the folks that worked on that book saw that interview with John Favreau, where he's like, "It's it kind of works in real time. It's been a couple of years or whatever, whatever it was." He said, and we're like, "Oh no, the book's already at the printer. Oh lord, <laughs> you know." But then you you hear. Uh, I heard an interview with um, Timothy Zahn the other day, and it's like. I have 10 years, seven months, and three days to work with. But like, do you know what I mean? Like if he wanted to write a book between mm-hmm. the last Thrawn thing and the next th- he's. That man, he said, listen, I got ideas. I'll write Thrawn until I can't write anymore. <laughs> Thrawn it up. Man, 
Wait there. Shall I I'll look at my tweets? It's, it's just going to annoy me. Oh, man. I wish I could remember <sighs> what I was going on about. Something. Keep talking for me, Hawes. Please help Ooh. Me. So I guess they have a uh, making of Visions Volume 2 feature up out. Featurette up. I am definitely going to check that out. There's a couple of stop motion um, shorts and visions too that are pretty stunning. Oh. One's a little goofy, but it's very in line with the studio that that made it, and the other one is just the business. It's real good. But so far, Journey to the Dark Head is is my favorite of the ones I've seen. It sounds like a Stone Cobra album. It sure does. I, buddy, <laughs> you want to hear something? You want to hear a text I sent to Steve uh, of Stone Cobra? I said to him, here, let me pull it up. Uh, I said, uh, hey, buddy, I've watched the first five Vision shorts, and they're all pretty good. You should watch the fifth one, Journey to the Darkhead. It's stunning and absolutely your kind of shit. Also, great name for a song title. Ah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't remember. I, I'm pretty sure it was a Mandalorian-ish complaint. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I'll tell you what's been lingering with me. Hmm. Is. The way we found out about the whole evil plot for the show after it had been foiled evil plot you've blown up my force powered clone. oh i see what you're saying uh-huh i see what you're saying okay yeah like, like there's just they're really bad at building stakes and hanging on to those stakes to like pay off yeah yeah i mean i think this was this season had more of a problem with that than past um you know listen i'm hoping that's just like I, I know I keep keep going back to this because, but it's because it's my favorite show. Season three of Lost is my least favorite season of that show, but they course corrected in my opinion. You know, much like Eric, you know, said that he's a fan of that Wonder Woman movie and that Thor movie. I'm a fan of the last three seasons of Lost and how Lost ends. That's not, you know, I'm kind of in the minority there. Sean Hoffman's talking about R5-D4 in the chat. Yeah, and yeah. I, I saw it, and I was like, well, that's going to distract Steel a little bit. What did you think about the little droids with their lights at the top? The mouse droids? Didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. All right. It wasn't a bit Lego Star Wars holiday special for you? Nah. It didn't bother me, Of you know. That's not to say I didn't have my issues with this season, but that that particular thing didn't bother me. I like a little bit of droid humor. Really? Because when that mouse droid was going around the Death Star on the big screen, mm -hmm. I was like, imagine if that lit up. Well, you know. <laughs> and oh my God, some, tr you love this. Uh-oh. Some troll in the crowd during Star Wars 
when R5D4 first appeared, cheered. Oh, I bet you you were steaming in your seat. <laughs> oh. The un the unpopped kernels of popcorn in your your popcorn bucket started popping. You were so steamed. Woo! I was irate. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Like, I like to how, imagine how 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 have you made this season of TV that somehow goes back in time forty what is it six years and then like. You're besmirching this great film now. Oh. Buddy, I like to imagine it was someone that, you know, listens to your show or watches the streams, watches the stuff on YouTube and was like, oh, that's Steel. And then as they're sitting there just like, oh, I know how to troll Steel big time. I know exactly how to troll him. I love the mental image of that. Oh, man. I was, oh, it was, I, I just had to, I was laughing just like, oh, this is, I wish I wasn't me. You were laughing like Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. No, I was sort of like, I had an out-of-body experience. And and I'm sort of like, yeah, give it to him. Look how much he hates it. That's funny. Like, you know, like everyone in the chat. Man. I'm I'm, I'm just like you. That is a, if that was like, not that it was, but if it was purposeful to troll you, that's an amazing troll, buddy. You got to admit that. Oh, now I know, like now it's not going to be as impactful, right? But knowing that, like, shoo, that's a good one. That is so funny. Change one of them. Change, like leave R5D4 in the Mandoverse and, and, and photo, make R5D4 blue in Star Wars or something. <laughs> Listen, when was he in the rebellion? I don't know, Steel. I have no answer. Do, let me see if I can find a, a copy of that Timelines book. Let's see if it, that clarifies. Oh, does, that, that would be amazing if it, if it did. Um, it, it, it's... You know what's going to happen is in the last season of Bad Batch, R5-D4 is going to be like hanging out with Saw Gerrera. Ball gullet. Mm-hmm. Where is the gullet? Uh, Get him well, out. I don't, I don't think he... Um, I don't think he got off a Jetta, buddy. I think he got vaporized by the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Baked gullet. I didn't see two tubes loading boar gullet onto an X-Wing when they were all trying to escape. (laughs) Sean Hoffman. It's a clone of the original R5-D4. Uh, James Waterman says they should add R5-D4 to the Disney Plus masks. Oh, my God. I'm sure he's been in there. Um, all right, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. There's several years between New Hope and Mando. That's time to serve. Okay. Then how did he get, why did he get back? So this droid, right? Uh That's somehow captured by Jawas. And he blows his motivator. He's blown. Somehow gets off the planet. Mm -hmm. Joins the rebellion. Mm Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the war goes, hey, let's go back to that planet where I was kidnapped. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, yeah, that's, you're dipping too hard. It's, it's, it's the Jawas with the piece of Mandalore all over again. You've just tried too hard. References! It's for the fans! Favreau. You know, our buddy Johnny 
hates R5D4 and before he was in Mando, right? Really? Ahead just, of the curve. Just I don't I think it has something to do with the original Kenner figure and then there's like two different versions and it oh, annoys well, him. This, and there's this terrible one. Yeah, yeah, from the power of the force too. Um oof. Oof. So um what's funny was is he started turning around on him this season out of nowhere being like you know what i kind of like r5d4 and i like that they make him a coward and i was like all right buddy and then a coward that runs to the edge of a cliff he turned back the other way with the finale and he was like i don't like that they made him brave now he's just as good as r2d2 he's exactly the same like r2d2 is no longer did you used to think that every droid could just hack into every, like it's yes it's, i did i really? thought that was yeah they've got that's why they got the little yeah but not like like he's i always thought r2d2 was like a special droid he is yeah but like he had like you know special like, special droid capabilities well he was like your toaster that also saved the galaxy like, do you know what I mean? There's other toasters. But he saved the galaxy as well. And it's just like, you've you've just put, like, it's, it's R2-D2 from Attack of the Clones, but he's red. Right. This feels good. This May the 4th is, is all about the highs <laughs> and the lows, mate. We've had some highs, right? There's definitely been highs, right? Oh my god! When you hold up your tattoos, there's like Falcon in them. Oh that's, yeah, I guess the green and some of the blues key out. I didn't realize that. That's huh. trippy, bro. Bro, weird. Yeah. Um. All right, Hawes. I uh, I feel like we've gone through all the emotions of Star Wars from mm -hmm. from jubilant to we're gonna we're gonna block an alley take things into our own hands yep with a with a van and all, all that's going to happen is the van the door is going to open real slowly and then one of those wheelchair ramps is going to come down right and i'm going to slide down knock on the window and go hey what do you mean the kevin feige thing was all fandom chatter because i saw something on the star wars show that leads me to believe otherwise can you just clarify that be very friendly Wearing a ski mask, of course. Yeah. Star Wars one though. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know she'll at least she'll know. Hey, he's put a couple of couple of bucks in my pocket. You need to do um, like a documentary like that. Have you ever seen that nine eleven documentary, Loose Change? And it's all like, yeah, it's it's out there. Like, it's, oh, it's the one that's a little crazy. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's like, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, it, you, you need to do like, but why are they hiding the truth? Like with the the X Files thing. The Kathleen Kennedy in the endorsed Star Wars show reported. Oh yeah, I'll do but that. I've been later, trying to do denies all knowledge. I've why? been trying to do little video editing projects. I'll work on that. All right, all right. Um, have fun tonight. I don't think I played the little clip. That how long the show's gone on for long enough okay great nice um have a great time tonight po uh, pod have a great time tonight podcast enjoy your whores 
Um, yes, a bit tongue-tied at the end there. Do you think you've got problems? Take a look. (laughs) Oh, man. That dude. You want to talk about somebody else I got some questions for. Oh, dude. He's, he's... He's just amazing. I've got to dr- drop this one in just for uh, old time's sake. Oh, my gosh. Did you get that? Mm-hmm. I know okay. who that kid. I know what that is. You know, somebody put a link in the Blue Harvest Discord to some, some like, charity auction that's going on, and one of the items up for auction is that kid's Star Wars play sets from the set of the show he's on, the Goldbergs. And I was like, ooh, I should send this to Steel. And I totally forgot until just right now what so like all the props that were on the goldbergs because you know in the goldbergs he's a huge star wars fan all oh, the prop not... toys yeah like his character in the goldbergs huge star wars fan okay. and in his room on the show so he's got he all play... the old so he plays bill goldberg's son uh somebody <laughs> yeah he's got a real neat tribal tribal tattoo on the back on his back too. always asking who's next um in the show, in his bedroom, there's all the old Kenner stuff, right? Gotcha. Like as props, they're selling all those in a charity auction. I was like, "Steal that, that old Kenner stuff," and it's that related to that kid from that that Disney promotional video he loves so much. What would I want from him? Maybe his sweater or something. Maybe mm-hmm. the spork he used. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you remember at Galaxy's Edge? Final thought before we go. Mm-hmm. in honor of jerry springer um they had special these, cutlery yeah these special space fork knife thing and i think by the time it opened normally they, they had all been stolen yeah they were just like oh there's like we've just got so when i was there last time it's just plastic knives and forks yeah, I, I mean, I've, I haven't been yet, but I remember watching all the videos and being like, oh, that's cool. They got special cutlery. Now there's a bunch of Star Wars fans that have special cutlery that they smuggled out. I can't believe I was so honest. Right? Returned it right to it. Yeah, so I stole some plastic ones as revenge. Nice. But they're you just regular. Them. They just, just get it from KFC. Whatevs. Um, have fun tonight, whores. Hope Will everyone do. had a uh, a great uh, May That Force. Um, may That Force be with you. See you guys. Can't believe I don't have that fork. <laughs> right. I wonder if they're selling them on eBay. They're selling them. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.